Hey, Nora. Hi, Dad. So this is going to be a little bit of a little bit of a different kind of episode um, than what we've done previously. It's been about as awful of a week in our house as we've had in a very, very long time. Uh, Nora, do you want to let everyone know what's been going on? Our oldest dog, Lula, we had to put her down. Yeah, she came home from daycare Wednesday. She had, I mean, it honestly, it looked like she had like a, someone had put like a water balloon under her from like her armpit down through her chest. It was all like swollen and puffy, like a giant, like fluid filled sack. And so we took her to the emergency vet clinic Wednesday night. They admitted her for. I mean, they didn't really know what was wrong with her. She was lethargic and sluggish. She couldn't get on and off the couch. When I picked her up, I touched where the like the fluid was, and she snapped at me, which is really, I don't think in the 11, almost 11 and a half years we had her, she ever snapped at me about anything. I mean, she was yeah. as gentle as gentle could be. So we thought we thought she was dying Wednesday night. We took her to the emergency vet clinic. They, I mean, they... I would say they they reassured us that every they thought everything was was okay, right? When we were there Wednesday night. Yeah, they. Well, in fairness, the vet didn't really like. She was didn't really talk like she knew what she was talking about. Yeah, she didn't instill a whole. <laughs> she did not instill a whole lot of confidence. But um, they kept her over Wednesday night. They ran some labs. They took a sample, like a biopsy sample, out of the the fluidy stuff in her chest. They took out what they said they thought was, they, they called them round cells, but they said they would be potentially consistent with cancer cells, but they wouldn't know until they ran, um, until they sent it out to, to be, to be whatever lo lo looked at in the lab to confirm mm -hmm. whatever they were Anal analyzed is the word I was looking for, but they kept her over Wednesday night, Thursday. Uh, when we talked to them Thursday, they told us that she was, or Thursday morning, that she was a little anemic, but not, like her red blood count was down, but not like dramatically so, and her white count was up, but not a lot. So they thought maybe there was some kind of infection going on that was causing all this swelling. So they put her on, like they started an antibiotic, and they were, and but by Thursday night, evening, we were at dinner, and I called, and they were like, yeah, we think she can go home. She seems, you know, I don't think she's there's really any risk of anything going bad here we think she can go home and they said they were going to run one more set of labs to, to kind of compare them to the earlier labs and like her by that point her red count had like tanked to where it, if it had dropped any more she was going to need a transfusion she which would have required us to transfer her to a critical care hospital since the place that she was at didn't have really have those services available and um, and there was really, at that point, we all went in to visit her at the hospital, and there really wasn't like a good. There was no good prognosis for her. the The thought was either that she had a tumor that was bleeding into her chest that was causing the swelling, um, or she had a tumor that had triggered an autoimmune like an autoimmune anemia that was causing the that was causing the red count that was causing her anemia that was causing the red count to drop and the the treatment options for either were not great it would have been 
a, a long road of recovery for her. It would have been very, very painful for her. Um, she would have suffered a lot without any anything close to any good outcomes down the road for her. Uh, mm -hmm. And so looking at all the outcomes, we made the very difficult decision um, to let her go. Um, and it was awful. <laughs> I don't know any other way. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know any other way to put it. She was, I'm going to try to make it through this whole recording without crying. We'll see how it goes. But she was, I mean, she was, she was just the best. I don't know. I don't know any, any other way to describe her other than to say she was just the, the best dog. Like everyone who ever met her, like immediately fell in love with her. She had just this way about her of like ingratiating herself into kind of into people's hearts. She even was people who don't like dogs. <laughs> even even people that don't like dogs. She was sweet and she was loving. She was she embraced like when there would be special needs dogs at doggy daycare, she would take them under her wing and help them out and play with them and hang with them, uh, which I thought was incredibly, <laughs> which I thought was incredibly cool of her. She was, she was one of a kind. I don't know. I mean, every people always say like, oh, my dog is part human and whatever, but I really thought there was a little person trapped inside of, <laughs> trapped inside of Lula May. I will add though, that when we named her Lula, um, we named her Lula after uh, what what was the show? Pokayo. Pokayo. Right. It was this like children's show that your brother was in love with when right around the time we got Lula and the dog on that show on that cartoon was named Lula. And it kind of sort of looked like our Lula in that they kind of had the same body shape and the same color fur. Um, so we named her Lula, but Lula was too, we wanted to give her a more genteel name. So we knew, we named her Lula May and that's, so her full name was Lula May Lula for short, but Lula May was also the name of Audrey Hepburn's character in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, she went by Holly Golightly, but her birth name was Lula May, and our Lula May embraced a lot of the diva quality. You've never seen Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's, but she embraced kind of yeah. all of the diva qualities of the Holly Golightly, the main uh, Audrey Hepburn's character in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Very, very much a diva. And yeah, so so we went in Thursday. We made the, the very difficult decision that we did not think it made sense for Lula to suffer. It wasn't fair to her to have her suffer. And, and we let her go. We, she got to snuggle with all of us. Um, she really went, I think, the way she would have wanted to go, which was surrounded by all of us, uh, letting us uh, love her and pet her and hold her and have her snuggle with us and sit in our laps uh, one last time yeah. um, before before she went. And I've I've done this twice before. I've had to put two other dogs down. It never gets easier. This was probably the hardest because you and Donovan and Emma were there with at the time. I did it once. It was just me and mom right before we got married um, with my dog. And then I did it once with Zoe. I was there by myself, unfortunately. But I mama think having... No, because somebody that. was somebody was homesick, I think. Either you or Donovan had a... <laughs> either you or Donovan was sick with a fever or something. And so she couldn't leave you guys. So it was just, it was just me. And... But I think having everybody there together i think made it both special but also but also i think also i think a lot harder it was not easy yeah it's weird that we, you like you can't do that for a person you can't decide you're going to end a person's life but you can for an animal and i've done a lot of soul searching over the last we're now we're, we're recording on sunday night so it's been um a little less than 48 hours uh, 70 Friday, 72 hours, a little less than 72 hours, if I can do math, since since Lula's been gone. 
and I've done a lot of soul searching over the course of the last two or three days, two or three days over whether we did the right thing or the wrong thing. I mean, she was, her organs were healthy, like they, no labs or tests they did showed liver failure or kidney disease or heart failure, anything like that. But, and having talked, having talked to some people, including, um, including, including Lula's breeder, I have come to the decision that we absolutely, or that we absolutely made the right decision Mm -hmm. for her by not, not allowing her to suffer, by not, not taking heroic measures to potentially extend her life and, and have her unnecessarily suffer, un- unnecessarily suffer along the way, just, just for our own comfort. Yeah. That's what the counselor at school was telling me is that animals are not meant to, they're not supposed to survive longer. Like when they get sick, if they were in nature, they would get killed or just die because there's no medicine or treatment for them. And humans will keep animals alive for longer for their own comfort, not for like the interest of the animal. Yeah. And that's what it would have been. I mean, because we loved her so much, if we would have kept her around, it would have been for us and we would have, and she would have suffered through surgeries and chemo and, you know, awful medicines to try and, you know, get her blood counts up and all these things that would have, that would have made her feel really crappy. And, you know, maybe we would have felt better, maybe not because she, whatever, whatever it was, she would not have been the lively spitfire dog that we, that we had, you know, that we'd had in our home for the last 11 Mm -hmm. years. So yeah, what, what I find interesting is that I think she was probably sick for a long time and we didn't know it. Because she had started to spend more and more time by herself, which is uh, which was unusual for her. Vishlas are um, they're Velcro dogs. They they thrive on right human com- human companionship. They want to be with you at all times. And she had started um, kind of hiding away upstairs when we weren't home. But then even sometimes when we so when we weren't home, she figured out how to open the baby gate. We have a baby <laughs> gate on the stairs to really to keep Dante, the younger of our two dogs, and the one who was way more destructive than the other out of the bedrooms upstairs. We had this baby gate up and Lula figured out how to open it up. And then she would, when we weren't home, she would go Dante's in a crate downstairs. She would go and she was never created or hadn't been for a long time. Um, She would just go find a bedroom to lay in upstairs in the last week or so. She started like, she wasn't even coming down when we came home. She would, she would always like, she'd hear the garage open up and she'd come sprinting downstairs and, you know, she'd open the door and she'd, she'd get her wiggle butt going, happy to see you, um, do her little spinny dance and the wiggle butt would be going to greet you when you came in the door. But in the last few days before we knew she was sick, she had even stopped doing that. And we'd have to like go cope, kind of coax her downstairs. downstairs. Yeah. In order to come downstairs. And, and there was one time. She was in Donovan's room and she couldn't, I, mom had to come and pick her off the bed because she was, she couldn't figure out how to jump off of the bed. Yeah. So there were a lot of, as in hindsight, as you kind of look back and you kind of piece it all together, she was probably sick for a couple of months and we've been doing some reading and, and there's some schools of thought that suggest that animals who are sick like that, um, they go hide because they don't want you to know they're sick. And so it's possible mm-hmm. that she was, you know, hiding upstairs and not because she didn't want us to know how cruddy she was actually feeling which makes me really sad because i obviously didn't want her not to feel well so yeah man which just it's it's just heartbreaking all around so you've really 
Um, how so? You're what? You're 17. So you were six. You were six when we got Lula. Yeah. I mean, do do you even like remember a time in the home when she wasn't part of the family? I mean, I like a little bit. I remember Zoe, and I know that they just didn't exist at the same time. But right. that's really it. Yeah. We drove up to Michigan July 4th weekend, um, 2012, to get Lula. She was what the only female in a litter of seven. The breeder uh, wanted to keep her for himself because he had a feeling that she was going to be a really, really special dog. Um, but he had <laughs> promised us a female from that litter, and she was the only girl. And so he was a man of his word and, and kept his kept his promise and gave us a, a gave us a female dog, which was the only one in that litter. He wanted to keep her, but but I think his I think his intuition about her was really really good. She was just an incredibly an incredibly unique animal. She had this air about her, like when you'd walk her around the neighborhood, she would she would almost float sometimes as you walked her. She was like so proud to be showing so off her happy. humans yeah. as you would walk her as you would walk her around the neighborhood. Like, oh, these are my people, and look how how awesome is it that I, I get to like I get to live with these people. Uh, which is uh, it really it was just a really cool thing to see. She pranced. <laughs> she she definitely she definitely pranced. Poor Dante, um, our other dog, seems a bit lost at the moment. I think more than a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I do you think Dante realizes Lula's not coming back? Yeah, well, so when we took him in the car yesterday, he got really excited. And then mom and I were worried that he maybe thought that we were going to grab her yesterday. Oh, no. And that's, oh, that's why he was awful. so mellow at the soccer game. Because he was oh, like really awful. excited to get into the car. Yeah, last night was soccer under the lights at school. It's like the big, like really the, the biggest sporting game. event of the year at the school. <laughs> What's that? It's our homecoming game. Yeah, it's it's senior night. It's homecoming it, it's because they don't have a football team. It's the, it's the biggest sporting event of the year. They rent lights, put them on the field since the field doesn't have lights. A good chunk of the school community comes out. It's a lot of fun. We didn't want to leave Dante home by himself for that long as we were going to be gone for four or five hours. And we didn't want to leave him home by himself for that long as we're not sure yet really how he's processing all of this. So we brought him with and I didn't know that you thought he was going to see Lula when you put him in the car. That's what, yeah, that's what mom and I thought. Oh, that's really sad. He's just a hundred percent not himself. No, he is definitely way more mellow than I've ever seen him. And and um, and don't get me wrong, the dog could stand to mellow out a little bit because <laughs> he's <laughs> a little. He's you know he's a a six month old puppy stuffed into a four year old dog. But yeah, but not. But I wouldn't want that to be the reason for him for him to to mellow a little bit. It's uh, it's. Yeah, it's weird that not knowing how he is, how he's processing all that, all of this, and kind of what's going on inside his brain. That his because Lula was really the Lula was the alpha in the house, probably for all of us. I would say, <laughs> even for the people, but certainly for him, like she, like she would get off the couch and then he would have to get off the couch, and she would go outside and he would go outside, and then she would, you know, she would go eat her, she would go eat her food, and then he would go eat her food, or she would get a drink of water, and then he would go. So whatever she did, he had to do. And now his his pack leader is gone, so it's almost he's kind of lost his. He's not only lost his sister, but I feel like he's almost lost his part of his identity. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even he wouldn't eat his raw hide the other day until I sat on the couch with him. Oh. I ordered food, and when it got here. I wanted him to stay away from me so I could eat it. So I went to the closet and I got him a Chewy. 
and he just kind of stared at it and they looked at me and he came and sat right next to me while I ate. And then I sat on the couch and he grabbed it and he ate it once we were on the couch together. Oh, that is brutal. Yeah. Oh, that is, oh, that's really, really. Are you going to let him start sleeping in bed or no? I don't know if I, tr- the problem is I don't know if I trust him because we, <laughs> we've tried that before and he kind of gets off and wanders around in the middle of the night. Does <laughs> so he? like Lula, Lula slept in, in, he slept in, in bed with me and your mom or on the bed with me and your mom. And yeah, she would just, she would move around in the middle of the night, but she would never get yeah, off she the bed. Would. <laughs> she would slowly migrate into where some mornings I would wake up and I'd roll over and her face would be on the pillow next to me. <laughs> between me and your mom the one Um, night i slept in your guys's bed i couldn't sleep at all because she decided to plop herself right in between my legs so then i couldn't readjust myself without yeah there was times i there was times because your mom always goes to bed first uh and there was times i'd go up to go to bed and i would go lay down and i would like lay on top of her because she was like with her head on my pillow and then like stretched out like a human on where i would Mm -hmm. sleep um yeah or or i would have to kind of move her over because she was like at the foot of the bed but all the way on my side so there was no way for me to stretch my feet out yeah she like i said she was the alpha she knew she she controlled a lot of what a lot of what went on in this home yes absolutely any um any favorite lula memories oh this is a very recent one uh it was like i think like a week or two ago i went upstairs and she was in donovan's room and I was just petting her and her tail just kept wagging. You could like hear it hitting the bed. And then I would go away and she'd paw at me. And then I'd start saying, hi, Lula. Hi, pretty girl. Not even petting her. And then her tail would start wagging. <laughs> and she was just very happy when she got a one-on-one attention. Oh, it's just weird too. She would always, she would sit next to me on the couch at night and mm-hmm. I look over and she's not there. She was really good at giving bossy paw for attention. When yes. she wanted you to do something for her, she would sit there and bat you with her paw. It was usually to like, scratch her or rub her or something yeah or i was like when we would get home from like the wine cellar and i don't know why but like i don't know if you and mom were drunk maybe you're a little tipsy so the dogs might have been more fun to be around but you would just sit there and you would let her like lick your entire face and she would be like licking your head like all over your bald head (laughs) she'd be so happy she would like like put her paws like on your shoulder to reach your head it 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 must be delicious. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I always enjoyed watching that. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I don't know if there's much else to say. I mean, it's definitely there is a a a void in our home. I think having Dante here helps because homes I think without dogs have a different have a different feel or a different sound. I think still having a dog in the house certainly helps, but Mm -hmm. there is a a huge hole in our home. I think a hole in all of our hearts that is going to, I mean, I'm not sure, I'm not sure it's ever going to fill. It's weird that an animal can have that much of an impact on you, but, but she, she certainly did. She was, uh, she was uh, unique um, in a lot of ways and um, it is definitely uh, left in her loss is going to, I think going to be felt in our home for a long time. Yes, it was really rough dusting the house today and dusting up her fur. Oh, yeah. Eey. But so, I, yeah, I should, we shouldn't dust. I think for a very long time. I don't think I don't <laughs> think your mom's gonna, I, I don't think your mom's gonna go for that. <laughs> so we'll get ash. We'll we'll get her ashes from uh, from the vet. 
we're going to get paw prints. Um, we're mm-hmm. going to get a couple clay and a couple, I think, ink paw prints of hers. Yeah. I just think of her laying there after she was gone in the vet's office um, with her eyes closed. Peaceful. I don't know. It's been, like I said, it's been a rough, it's been a rough 72 hours. Um, Very rough. Here in the, you know, here, here in the house. So I thought coming on and recording and talking about her uh, might help a little bit. And I think it, I think it did. So. Yes. I think it's always good to talk about these things. Um, I think I'm glad that you and Donovan were there and got to, I think it, I think it was important for her to have, have everybody there. Her, to have all of her people there with her. Like she was, like you can tell when we walked in, like how happy she was to see us as we hadn't seen her. Her tail did not her. stop wagging the yeah. entire time. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think you can also tell how lousy she felt too. She couldn't, she had difficulty getting, get like, standing, standing up, up yeah. standing up and yeah. She is like, well, she picked up this habit from Dante, I think. But if she wanted to kiss you and you were too high up, she'd jump on you and she wasn't able to do that. Yeah. And this is a dog that, you know, as much as like a few weeks ago was sprinting around the backyard with her brother. Mom even said like last week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she went from that to no. When we took her to the vet, she couldn't even get on and off of furniture. And then she could barely even stand up off the floor. By the time we made the by by the time we made the decision on Thursday night, so. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Nora, I'm I'm sorry you had to go through that, but you but, as I'm, well. But, it's your but third I'm, time, so. But yeah, I know, but but I'm glad you got to. I'm glad you. I, I'm I'm glad you had Lula in your life, and you could love her the way you did, and felt the love from her as well. She definitely as much love as we gave her. It was reciprocated a hundred percent and more. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yes. All right. Anything you want to add? Long live Lula May. Long live Lula May. Everyone, go hug your pets tonight. Um, yes. Extra hard, and give them give them extra treats and extra hugs and extra kisses because you never know. So we had no idea this was coming. It was a real uh, it was a real kick in the backside. We had n- no idea we were not prepared. Even remotely prepared for this at all, so um, yeah, because she she was in the vets on Friday and she was fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was. She had her, she had her annual at the vets on Friday. She got a clean bill of health, looked great, and then she went from that in the span of yeah five days to being admitted to the hospital, and then a day later, um, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately dying. So, mm-hmm. so go home, hug your pets, hug your kids, hug whomever, because you never know. Yes. Give them a treat for Lula. <laughs> there you go. All right. We will be back uh, when we have something else to say, right? Yes. All right. Everyone, uh, peace out. Uh, love you, Nora. Love you too.